Mr. Woods, I just have, I just, I just ask you for one thing, man. One Talk thing. Just please beat Green Bay. Please, please. <laughs> That's all we ask for on this show. That's it. Welcome back, Bears fans. I am bringing the enthusiasm right now and trying to be optimistic because we have some depressing things to talk about today. So let's get into it without further ado. This is Bears Nation podcast brought to you by myself, Jake Hassan, as always joined by Kevin Lapka and Chris Nano. And you all know what you're here for. We know what we're here for. The Russell Wilson saga has seemingly come to a halt. At least it has come to a stall at the time being. And now we welcome in, with open arms, sort of, the Andy Dalton era in Chicago. The Red Rocket has made his way to the Windy City. And boys, it's a one-year, $10 million contract, couple million in incentives if he hits them. He was a backup in Dallas last year, came in to do some cleanup work when Dak Prescott got hurt. Obviously, the Cowboys ended up missing the playoffs. Not really Dalton's fault. I would say they had a lot of issues. He was in concussion protocol for a long time. Um, But it comes to the Bears now on an offensive line that seemingly got it together at the end of the year, a running game that seemingly got it together at the end of the year. And let's just get to uh, to the nuts and bolts of this one. Andy Dalton last year was statistically worse than Mitch Trubisky in almost every single major metric that you want to check. Thoughts. Uh, that ain't good. I mean, that ain't good. You know, and and you know, I'm at the point. I think you're at the point. Everybody's at the point. The fact that everybody's at the point where they'd rather have Mitch Trubisky uh, is extremely telling. But it's it's this this particular moment feels so deflating because of everything that has happened in the past three weeks, the past month, ever since the Super Bowl and ever since the rumblings began, you know, not just about Deshaun, not just about Russell Wilson, but with Deshaun Watson and all these other, you know, trade targets, even, you know, the Wentz rumors and the staff rumors, all guys who are better than Andy Dalton. We were led to believe that this organization was going in the right path. We were led to believe that Ryan Pace was going to do his due diligence, you know, take this slow, figure out what's best for the organization going forward and not make an impulse decision, right? Because we know traditionally this is what Ryan Pace does. He gets anxious, he gets desperate, and he makes an impulse decision. And that's exactly what happened here because we know the reports. The Bears aggressively tried for Russell Wilson. And I'm not saying Ryan Pace deserves credit for trying. And I'm not saying he deserves brownie points for at least giving an effort to go for Russell Wilson. But what happened was the moment he found, the moment Pete Carroll stepped in and said, no, you're not doing this, you're not taking away my Hall of Fame quarterback at the moment, Ryan Pace got immediately, he immediately got desperate. He made an impulse decision, said, you know what? Let's get the one guy out there right now who we know is available, who has this connection to Bill Lazor. Let's just get him and then figure the rest, figure the rest out later. That's what it seems like Ryan Pace did. I know we're going to break down the crazy possibility that they use Andy Dalton as a trade asset to the Seahawks or the Texans later on. That's still a possibility that could happen, but it's just like, it's just so deflating because you thought that this was going to be the offseason that things were going to change that, okay, we're actually going to go after some of these targets. I mean, we had the rumors that, you know, this wasn't just smoke that they were going after these guys. It was real. Ryan Pace was on the phone with the GM of the Seahawks. He was on the phone leaving voicemails uh, for the Texans GM, leaving voicemails for, you know, the Lions, even when they were trying to trade Matt Stafford. And then what? And then it's just it's same old bears. It's same old bears. You get a guy like Andy Dalton, and just under the Ryan Pace, you know, tenure, it's Mike Lennon, it's Andy Dalton. It's nothing inspiring. Um, and I think that's what makes it so frustrating. 
Chris, I know you feel deflated as well, but I think a lot of it, like I mentioned, comes from the fact that we were let on. You know, it's like it, we were let on for the past few months or not past month, really, to believe that Russ will. We got to the point we're recording this. What Wednesday, March 17th, five days ago, guys, five days ago on Saturday, we were led to believe that he Russell Wilson was going to get dealt to the Bears that day. People couldn't stop scrolling Twitter because we thought Russell Wilson was a done deal. And here we are five days later and the Red Riflers, the quarterback of the Bears. I mean, you, you can't help but feel deflated. Right, Chris? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think deflate, like feeling deflated, I think is probably the best way to to, to describe it. Um, one thing I, I just want to hit on specifically, like, do you guys realize how every time the Bears are in search for a quarterback, there it always has to be, like, there always has to be some sort of connection. Oh, we brought this guy in mm-hmm. because this coach is here. Like, how about we just go get a damn like good quarterback? Why? Why does it have to? Well, always, why to, always to have- be fair, in this free agent quarterback class, it's not like there's a lot of you know who are you gonna pick? Tyrod Taylor, Jacoby Brissett. You might as well yeah. go with someone that you have the connection with in uh, in this specific trade market or free no. agent market. I would say. I agree. I agree. I, I think that's a good point as well. But it's like it's not only this. It's just like like that the connection between the Bears and whoever the Bears bring in is always like pretty much the sole reason why people are like, no, guys, it's OK. It's OK. <laughs> like he's worked with blah, blah, blah. And it's like, mm-hmm. come on, guys, like, come on. And no, I'm not giving Ryan Pace credit for trying for Russell Wilson. This is like this is back against the wall last resort like he had to do this you know what i mean it's not one of those things where you know he was in it just as a luxury like he's <laughs> he brought us into this position so i mean it was his job to get us out and look you know maybe there is you know hope that the bears still do find a way to get russell wilson but mm-hmm. like let's let's think about this logically a little bit so it came out that the Bears offered an insane haul, and the Seahawks said no. Right, so well, all- let's let's just in case people have been, God knows where. Uh, it was three first round picks, a second round pick, and two players, two starters. It said two it starters, two starters. Yes. So, so basically, all the hopes of oh yeah, like maybe we could still get Russell Wilson hinges on the fact that Seattle is going to have to change their minds. So it's still, you get what I'm saying? Like, it's not, like, we know the Bears were in for Russell Wilson and they weren't able to get him. So everything, everything is hinged on whether Seattle changes their mind or not. And that's why I'm not going to be clinging Mm -hmm. on to it anymore. Um, If it happens, great. I'll be ecstatic. I'll, and I'm sure we'll regret half, if not more than, than half of what we were saying in this episode. But it just kind of seems like a long shot again. Um, and you know, like Nick Foles is still there. Like that, that has to get brought up too. I mean, Nick Foles, Nick Foles and, and Andy Dalton right now. And, oh, Tyler Bray. How could I forget? I believe Tyler he's Bray. a free agent actually. Tyler Bray? Yeah, oh, they'll retain so. him. They'll sign to a five-year contract I, for 160 million. I thought they brought him back, but. Did they? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, but, uh, I don't know if this changes anything, but there was a video of him on his Instagram yesterday, like <laughs> training and, and like people were kind of you know, talking about that. So hey, I don't good know. Good for him. Know your role. Just cash that check. I respect that, honestly. Yeah, I mean, look, like we joke about it, but hey, I mean, they keep bringing him back. What is he going to do? Say no? Like, right, exactly. Uh, you I get that contract it. offer, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, the thing is with that offer, and it was so clearly 
you know, leaked by the Bears that, oh, they took a huge swing. They really tried. They really it, – it, it doesn't matter. You didn't do it. It didn't get done. So why are you telling us this? It doesn't matter. Okay, we want to vilify Pete Carroll. We want to make him the villain. Ryan Pace should still be the villain here because you wouldn't even be in the situation if you had gotten it right four years ago. Or if you had a coach who could develop players and then doesn't have players leave and go to, oh, I don't know, off the top of my head, Los Angeles, and immediately become a star player and get a four-year contract. Off the top of my head. Not talking about anyone specific at all, of course. But um, that's a joke. I'm talking about Leonard Floyd. And the point being that you wouldn't even be in the situation if you had gotten it right the first time or if you had not blundered and brought in Nick Foles last time. So now you're taking your third swing at this, and now we're letting this guy draft the next quarterback? We're going to let this guy take Sam Ellinger in the fifth round, really? It just it doesn't make sense. And so now, and of course, you know, obviously it is overwhelmingly negative because when you have the shot at Russell Wilson and then you end up with Andy Dalton, anybody with a sensible working brain is going to is going to be angry. They're going to be upset and say, "Well, crap." Well, now we're screwed. Yeah, obviously, I get that. Um, and and of course, and maybe Andy Dalton does give you some semblance of a floor. Great, you're eight and eight, and you lose in the playoffs again after sneaking in. Fine, whatever. Um, it, it doesn't help you. Maybe he gives you a little bit of you where you know where you'll be at. Maybe he'll be better than Foles. Maybe you won't lose six games again. But Andy Dalton's not the Andy Dalton and he was in Cincinnati. He's he's what 32, 33. He's not that guy anymore. Yeah, I'm sure he could still make some plays, but he's not leading you to the playoffs, which where he never won a game anyway. So I don't know. It's it's a very bad, crappy situation. If you know, if it turns out that oh well, we signed Dalton because he was the best quarterback on the market for us in the wake of not getting Russell Wilson. Fine, I can respect that, and maybe you do trade him. But as of right now, until I actually see Russell Wilson or Someone better, not better than Russell Wilson, better than Andy Dalton, I mean, at a press conference in at Hallis Hall, I'm assuming that it's going to be a quarterback competition between Andy Dalton, Nick Foles, and God knows who Ryan Pace drafts. I mean, if, if he does, like, if he does draft some money, we don't even know if that's going to happen at this point. He either. has I mean, to. It, he uh, has to to save it. To even so. have... To, to nah, even have a chance I, I, to save his job. I mean, because nah. what are you going to do? Keep running it back with two 30-plus-year-olds yeah. who are always hurt? You oh, can't yeah. do that. You have you have to at least sell the owner. You would hope he has to at least sell ownership on, okay, we got a young kid here who could take over next year. You have to. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't – I like, maybe they do. I'm not ruling it out, but I'm not – like, I, I don't think not there's any it. reason why – yeah, I don't know why – like, if he rolls with – Dalton and Foles. I mean, I I would believe it. Like that that wouldn't be that that wouldn't be anything insane to me at all. Um, I mean, uh, just a quick stat: Andy Dalton is six and seventeen in primetime games throughout his career. Six Woo-hoo. and seventeen. So, yeah. Um, I don't well, know, man. Go ahead, Kevin. Chris, you you just said you would be you you wouldn't be surprised if they rolled out with Nick Foles and Andy Dalton. But let me tell you why I would be surprised and why this whole situation is completely illogical to me and why I'm still holding on to any little bit of hope I have that they can get Russell Wilson is you were you're essentially being told you were you should know if you're Ryan Pace and Manning, you should know and maybe maybe it is not the case but that this is your final chance this is your last opportunity to you know your your last ditch effort your Hail Mary to retain your jobs in 2022 and beyond 
correct? This, this is the year. I mean, you should have been fired. Everybody knows it. Everybody around the league, everybody in the universe knows that you got bailed out by the McCaskies, you got bailed out by Ted Phillips, and you are luckily around for one more year. And this is your chance to make it happen. And you're telling me that they, I mean, they're, they're, they're stupid. But I don't know if they're this stupid to believe that in their final last effort, their final presentation to the McCaskey family that they deserve to be the head coaching GM duo for however many years is to bring in Andy Dalton. It's it's too illogical. It doesn't make sense. I mean, Ryan Pace, as much as you can hate on him, he he he's. I don't think he's that stupid. I mean, it, that that's where I look at this situation. I'm saying there's no freaking way. There's no way they actually see Andy Dalton as the guy who is going to lead them to retain their jobs in the next coming years. I mean, do you know what I'm coming from here? Like I, that's I, why I do. I, it 100%. can't be. It can't be. Hundred percent. But listen. This is what this is just me speculating, just kind of where my where my mind was going. Like I genuinely think, like Mitrobisky, like this goes back to Mitrobisky. I genuinely think he was scapegoated to the point where he's like, you know, at the end of last season, like, okay, you know what, we got to go out and get a quarterback, and he promised McCaskey, he's like, look, we're gonna move on from Mitrobisky. And I genuinely think I the fact that it's not Mitrobisky is good enough for the Bears. I genuinely would believe but that, that doesn't make sense though, because if what that was mean? the case, then Nick Foles would have been, you know, it, they they tried that, they they tried that in 2020. They said, you know what, anything but Nick, anything but Mitrobisky, let's roll out Nick Foles, and they lost six straight mm-hmm. games. So I don't know if that argument works anymore. I don't know. I don't know. I think Andy Dalton's a little bit more proven than Nick Foles. I think they this definitely could get away with it if if that was the case. Like, hey, look, Andy Dalton's a three he's three time Pro Bowler. You know, he we're not just hinging on one Super Bowl fluke Super Bowl run. Like this guy's done it before. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of always where these arguments go. Like, hey, he's done it before. He's a vet. He knows this guy. Like, I don't know. I, I, I will I, say Andy Dalton is, I, I think, far and away a better option than Nick Foles. Even at this time a year ago, I would have said that. And I, yeah. I still think that's true. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I do. And look, Andy Dalton, in my opinion, like, you know, everyone's talking about, oh, I'd rather have Mitch. I'd rather have Mitch. I, I don't think it's crazy to say Andy Dalton at this point is, is maybe a you know, a slight upgrade over Mitch. I think I don't think that's crazy. I, I think I think he's about before Kevin punches a hole in his screen right now. I think that that is true only because Mitch would never have truly gotten a fair shake here. Yes, yeah. it's oh, circumstantial. Yeah, that's, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 but that's but like this kind of just there's a bigger picture here. And okay, yeah, he's better than. Let's just assume that we all agree that he's better than Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. Is Andy Dalton? If they roll with Andy Dalton, gonna be enough to move the needle? No. Again, same conversations every freaking offseason. Like, it's just. I really hope they move up for a quarterback, but but based on where we think all the quarterbacks are, like the top quarterbacks are going in this draft, you're gonna have to move up big time. Okay, and now with Andy Dalton, and Nick Foles, teams are gonna know you are still desperate to to you know figure that position out mm-hmm. so you're not going to get anything easy and like how are we gonna how are we just gonna give pace the benefit of the doubt of, and just say like oh don't worry guys we're gonna trade up from 20 into the top five to go get a quarterback like that's some like guarantee or something like that's well that's on, what... on to on top of that point you trust pace to even even if he does do that 
Yeah. You you trust him to pick the correct guy? I know that yeah. I know that obviously Lawrence will, will be gone. They're not going to get one. Zach Wilson's probably going to go number 2, so I doubt you're going to get there. So you trust him to pick correctly between Trey Lance, Matt Jones, and Justin Fields? I do not trust him to make that decision at all. But here we are, and we're going to have that decision made regardless because also, to your point, Chris, of trading up, now teams also know that, okay, Ryan Pace is willing to shop some guys from this stud defense. Ryan yeah. Pace is willing to, to shop a Akeem Hicks, a Kyle Fuller, an Eddie Jackson, a Khalil Mack, a Roquan Smith. Me, uh, Ryan Pace is taking calls on these guys. We, we know they're desperate. We could take advantage of this right now. Yeah. So teams know they, they could get a stud defensive player out of this too. 100%. 100%. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you think, like, if you think the Bears' backs were up against the wall, like, imagine now. Imagine now. Like, if, if they don't get, you know, a Russell Wilson, they don't get a Deshaun Watson, like, I'm terrified for next year. Like, I'm genuinely terrified. And that and that's why it's like why you why aren't Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy terrified? Again, like this is this is a business. You know, you're well, not that, gonna have a job if this fails. This move this move speaks to two people who are comfortable in their jobs, which should be infinitely scarier. Yeah. This that's true. this move reeks of someone who does not think they will be fired anytime soon. That, yeah, that, and, that, and, that could be true. Yeah. And and there's been talk. There's been talk. I know you I'm sure you guys have seen it, but there's been talk about you know, like, do you guys remember when I forgot which reporter it was, but at like the, the end of the season presser, they asked Ryan Pace. Um, yeah. Like how many years are left on your deal? Like how much longer, you know, is left on your contract? And he yeah. kept he got asked that a couple times and he kept like downplaying it, just dodging the question. So now there's talk about like maybe these guys got extended, like, you know, and no one knows yet. And that's why they're they're making moves that that, you know, may not necessarily show that. Their jobs are on the line because they're not, you know what I mean? And of course, this is all speculation, um, but you know, like it, it's like, there, it's just always like some, some weird thing going on, man. Like I, I don't get it because if they genuinely think this is going to save their jobs, like I, I really don't know what to say. Like right. I, I, if, if, if that's what it is, I may as well hop off this podcast. Cause I really will not have anything to say. Like I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's again, like back to my original point, like that's why I do have the hope for Russell Wilson. And, you know, there's a lot of people we posted this on Twitter, uh, this this clip from Adam Schefter. We can play it right now here for you. If you're moving on from Russell Wilson, you better feel good about the guy that you're replacing him with. And I don't think the Seahawks or many teams are comfortable entirely yet with the quarterbacks in the draft list. They love them. They're excited about them. But are you ready to move on from a quarterback who one day will be in the Hall of Fame for quarterbacks that you're still doing work on? The Seahawks weren't at this time. They might be right before the draft. Not today. And the Bears didn't want to wait. And they felt like the right move was to go get Andy Dalton while they could. There were other teams pursuing him as well. And so the Bears locked him up with a one-year, $10 million deal. They basically moved on. And again... We could really get creative and imaginative here, Greeny, but remember this. The Seattle Seahawks also liked Andy Dalton when he was coming out in the draft. So if mm. the Seahawks ever come around and change their line of thinking, maybe Andy Dalton could be a chip in that trade. And that clip is essentially saying that there is a chance down the road that, you know, I mean, we know, we have the report now that these conversations between the Seahawks GM and Ryan Pace went down at actually at Trey Lance's pro day. 
uh, at North Dakota State. And they had these talks and they had intense talks, deep talks. And they were actually almost to the point where they were going to make a deal. And then 70-year-old Pete Carroll comes in and says, no, you're not taking away my Hall of Fame quarterback from me. And he single-handedly blocked the deal. So, you know, what Adam Schefter is saying is, look, maybe down the road, Pete Carroll comes to his senses for whatever reason and says, you know what, we do need to move on. We do need to retool this roster. We do need to figure some things out. He has more talks with the GM. And near the draft, closer to the draft, the Seahawks decide that, okay, it's in our best interest to move on from Russell Wilson. And the Bears do eventually use Andy Dalton as a piece going back to Seattle. I, I, I know it sounds crazy, but it does. It is. Is it not possible? Is it not possible? I mean, it's it's possible. Sure. But I mean, like, just like thinking, just think about the fact that think about the fact of, of, of a Bears fan putting all their hopes on something like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not I, yeah. I'm, I'm not getting my hopes up for that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this goes back to what I'm what I said earlier, like. If the Seahawks are don't want to trade Russell Wilson, they're not going to trade Russell Wilson. Like, you know what I mean? Well, it, it, well, yeah. that's the thing. And, and to Kevin's point, it seems like the Seahawks, at least the upper management, is willing to trade Russell Wilson. So not, then it's a matter of, all right, well, if we trade Russell Wilson, can we keep Pete Carroll? If not, is there another candidate yeah. out there if Pete Carroll decides to quit then? Or however, it's it's a whole juggling act by the Seahawks. But to Chris's point, I mean, it's not healthy for us as fans, as people, to pin our hopes on Russell Wilson? Because then, what do you know, draft day comes and goes, and Sam Ellinger's in that quarterback room. Awesome. You oh, know, it's God, like, man. you know, then then that's what you're sitting with. And, you know, in, you haven't moved, you've made another lateral move, and now you have to try and spin zone that somehow. I was looking, because again, I'm not going to, I'm not putting any stock into any Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, anybody that makes you an instant contender, I'm not putting any stock in that until I see them with my own eyeballs in in Hallis Hall, sitting down in a Bears polo, yeah. doing a press conference. So that leads us to, let's say that Andy Dalton is not the final move, the final touch of this offseason. And again, there's a lot of time left. There's a lot of time till draft day. There's what, a month and a half, month yep. or plus till draft day. Time to get something done there. But... In that same instance, you know, let's say this is it. And let's say that there is a move made, but it's not the one we're thinking of because, and this would be so, so bears. I know what you're going to say. I don't know if you do. I think what, I know what, what you, you're going to say. Do you think it is? It, does that have something to do with a quarterback in Jacksonville? That is exactly what it is, Chris. We yep. learned today that the Jacksonville Jaguars are taking calls and have been making calls about 25-year-old, 6'2", 225-pound quarterback, Gardner Minshew, who, by the way, to his credit, is the coolest dude on earth. But in that instance, they are obviously making calls. You're going to have Trevor Lawrence. There's no point in even pretending that you're going to keep Minshew. He's young enough. He's got some athletic traits. He's flashed a little bit. So might as well see if you could trade him somewhere where he has the opportunity to start. Good for the Jaguars for wanting to do right by him. I commend that. Uh, even though the Jacksonville Jaguars are a very poorly run organization as a whole. Um, this just reeks of something the Bears would do. That is such just a, a, a thing that they would do. You trade Nick Foles back to Jacksonville. All right, let him mentor young Trevor Lawrence, show Trevor Lawrence what not to do, and then you bring Gardner Minshew in here to duke it out with Sam Ellinger and Andy Dalton in camp this spring, this summer, whatever you want to call it. I think that just reeks of them. Like I, I, I think that is the most likely scenario to happen in the coming months. Oh, 
Most likely. Most likely. Look, 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 look. Just to circle back to a previous point, you know, the Russell Wilson thing, yes, it's still possible, but it's not probable. I would say the Minshew thing is possible and probable. Yeah, I, um, I, that, it wouldn't shock me. Um, like, can you just imagine they trade for Minshew and we're sitting here talking about a QB room of Nick Foles, Andy Dalton, and Gardner Minshew? Like, honestly, I would be, I would be a little excited to see what Minshew would do. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I, 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 that would move the needle a little bit for me. I'd be intrigued by that. What? Really? You can't, like, oh yeah, I'd be intrigued by that. He's not wrong. Like, like Chris. Minshew, yeah. he has the athletic talent. Yeah, he's again, he's cool as hell, and he's shown that he can engineer. We've seen him engineer game-winning quarterbacks with a piss poor Jacksonville roster. We've seen him win games. We, he's young enough where you could do it. Nagy gets a fresh start with a young quarterback who's shown that he has the athletic ability. Someone that Nagy actually believes in, as opposed to Trubisky. And then you get it working. You have Darnell Mooney there. You have Colt Komet there. You have a good offensive line that's getting James Daniels back. You have David Montgomery there. I would be intrigued by that. Again, I'm not saying that I think it makes you a playoff team, but it moves the needle a little bit. It gets me to at least pay attention. I don't know, man. I, I just think giving up draft capital for Gardner Minshew after this would kind of be crazy, in my opinion. Like I, I just... Well, here's the thing with that. Minshew's still on his rookie deal. You're sending Foles back, so I assume it'd be like a Jared Goff situation where you have to attach a pick just for them to take Foles back. But, I mean, if you have to attach a fifth or sixth round pick, I mean, what, Minshew was what, a sixth round pick? Yeah, I think he's fifth or sixth. So, yeah, I mean, if you have to send back a pick that he was, whatever, fine, so be it. That pick was probably going to turn into Sam Ellinger anyway. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why I have it in my brain that Sam. Yeah, Sam, you got. Yeah, you keep Ryan saying Sam up. Ellinger. I it's probably know. it's it's probably because we brought in Tom Herman and. Oh my God! I didn't even think of that. Yep, that's that's it. That, yeah, okay, that's why. Yeah, so that pick would turn into Sam Ellinger anyway. I'm fine with shipping that away with Nick Foles. <laughs> that's fine. I'm fine with that. I mean, man, like, I don't know. Sure, I guess it would be. I mean, my God, man! Like we're really sitting here talking about this shit right now. I can't believe it. We, I mean, I what can't believe it. Your other options no, no, no. do no. Andy Dalton no. and say, all right. No, no, no. You guys are right. Like, you guys are right. Like, that might actually be our best option. I'm just, like, it's kind of sad that that's our best option. That's kind of where I'm going sure. with this. Like, it's just, yeah, I mean, the thing about Gardner Minshew, like, from what I've seen, he's he's very indecisive. Like, you know, he doesn't have a great arm. Like, he he's, to me, he's just younger Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, that that's what I see in, in Gardner Minshew. But I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. Yeah, that's no, the worst no, thing. I was just going to say, like, if you asked me before, Andy Dalton or Ryan Fitzpatrick, I would have told you You're Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. I would have told you Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I wouldn't have been joking about it either. Like, I, like I, because I don't think there's that yeah. much of a difference between them two and I, and between those two. And I think, and I just think Ryan Fitzpatrick is, freaking fun guy like he's fun like oh, i'd yeah. rather have well, a little thing, bit of fun. that's the thing too that's why i say Minshew moves the needle for me because he's a fun player like he's a yeah. fun guy like yeah, off the I field and even on the field he's a fun dude to just pay attention to like, yeah i think that's why he moves the needle and also the indecisiveness i'd be indecisive too if i thought my head was coming off behind that jacksonville jaguars offensive line so fair enough fair enough yeah i mean look i i saw that i saw that report earlier about garner Minshew possibly being moved and i did also see the bears getting mentioned with that report so something to look out for go ahead kevin let me 
Let me just say a few things. Number one, this is why I didn't want to close the door on Carson Wentz a few weeks ago. This is exactly why I didn't want to do that. Because right now, if you're sitting here today, I'm sure you would much rather have Carson Wentz than Andy Dalton uh, at this given moment. Um, that's why I didn't want to close the door on him back then. But the other thing that nobody's talking about and the real problem with this situation, it's what you guys just brought up. It's not right. Theoretically, it is not Ryan Pace's fault. He did not get Russell Wilson at this very moment. Theoretically, it is not his fault. He tried the Seahawks didn't want to do it. What his fault was, was again, making that impulse decision. And why? Because then you would have the options of a Gardner Minshew more available. And heck, he's not the only guy. We still have Alex Smith, who I would much rather have over Andy Dalton. Matt Ryan, most likely, who I talk, much talk about have. anxiety, dude. If you watch, I'd be so scared watching I, Alex yes, Smith just for his true. own personal health. This is true. I would be freaked out every snap, but still, <laughs> I mean, that's a guy who's leaps, not leaps and bounds, but obviously gives you more optimism about the team with him at the helm than Andy Dalton. And then, you know, let's let's say the uh, the Panthers, you know, make a deal for Watson or the Panthers draft a guy. Teddy Bridgewater becomes available. Jimmy Garoppolo, who I know you guys don't like, but is still better than Dalton. These are all guys who are far better than Dalton, who bring more of a potential to actually make some noise to the team. You have all of a sudden, by acquiring Dalton, I believe closed a number of those doors. Maybe you haven't closed the door on a Gardner Minshew, but you've definitely closed the door on an Alex Smith. You've definitely closed the door on a Matt Ryan, a Jimmy Garoppolo, and most likely a Teddy Bridgewater, because those are all guys who are a little bit older, who are going to cost a little bit more. Yeah, that that's why I'm so frustrated that he had to just make that decision immediately the moment he found out that they weren't able to trade for Russell Wilson. He said, you know what? Let's just go get Andy Dalton real fast. No, you still have to take... I know... And, and there's no argument against not playing the long game. And the reason why there's no argument against not playing the long game and waiting till a guy like Bridgewater gets available is because Andy Dalton is Nick Foles. So even if you did play the long game, in the event that you tried to wait for Bridgewater to come available, you tried to wait for Matt Ryan to come available, you tried for something to develop after the draft, or to, to wait for a Watson trade or a Wilson trade later down the line in June, and that didn't work out, okay, you'd still have Nick Foles and you'd be stuck in the same exact situation that we're in right now with Andy Dalton. I mean, I know you say Andy Dalton's a little bit better, but he's still not providing you much more than maybe two wins. So that's where I'm, that's where I'm the most upset about this situation is there were other options. And I know they tried for Jameis Winston and they threw some picks at the Rams or uh, at the Lions for, for Matt Stafford and that didn't develop, but you closed your door on better opportunities, and you settled for less. You settled for less. You made the impulse decision. You got desperate, and you settled for Andy freaking Dalton. And that's where I think Bears fans should be the most upset because we forgot about those names that are out there. We forgot about those options that are far better for this organization going forward. And now you're stuck with the Red Rifler. So I think that's what I, should make everybody upset. I, uh, see, here's my only problem with that is – Again, I think Andy Dalton and Alex Smith are basically on the same level at this point. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Kevin, what did you see from what? What did you see from Alex Smith? That if, again, you'd be scared that you know. I, I wouldn't want that. Uh, Jesus Christ. Um, but also, you know, the other names you mentioned: Teddy Bridgewater, Matt Ryan, Jimmy Garoppolo. There's no guarantee that those guys become available. You know what I mean? Like the the Texans thus far have said we're hanging on. To Watson, the Seahawks, it seems like they're hanging on to Wilson for right now. So you sit around and you wait and wait and wait and wait. Oh, well, Matt Ryan will come available. Oh, Jimmy Grapple well, will come point. available. Oh, I don't like, know. You know. Well, that's the thing you like, you have to, I, I guess like 
you're right. It did seem like an end, like a very snap decision to go get Andy Dalton. You're right. But to the still too, there is an argument to be made that if you sat around, all right, well then you're stuck with, well then you're stuck with just Nick Foles, and obviously, well, how is that? But that's mean, not any better than no, Dalton. That's no, no, I think Dalton's better than Foles. Okay, I mean, but not no. again, not moving the needle. You're not moving the needle. Right? No, uh, I agree with you. But then at least you, at least you have that. If nobody gets moved, and then you're stuck, then you're stuck. What? You're stuck sitting for. I don't even know who the bottom, bottom of the barrel is. You know, we're already at the bottom of the barrel. All these guys get bought up. Nobody gets traded. Okay. Then you're really scraping. You're scraping the ground, pal. So I, I kind of get it. I think it would have been prudent to wait, like you said, but it is a move that would have had to been made eventually if no trades were ever made. I, I'm hundred percent with Kevin here because let's just think about this based off the guys who are available right now. Okay. Which one of them that if they get signed, you're going to be like, oh, shit, man, I would have rather had him. Like, I wouldn't care about these quarterbacks that are on the market flying off the board. Like, I, because of what Kevin said, you have Nick Foles, and in that case, just draft the quarterback. Screw it, just draft the quarterback. And it really did feel like an impulse move, and I think that's what sucks. Like, it was kind of like, ah, no Russell Wilson, screw it, get Andy Dalton. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, like, I, it, it, the Bears make moves almost as if like there's no like there's not really a plan, and if there is a plan, like they never plan for a backup. Plan. Yes, <laughs> like they you know what I handle mean? adversity. Like, yeah, and it, like it really feels it's, like it's the a Bears, panic move. Yeah, yes. it really feels like the Bears make decisions like once they realize like oh shit we're kind of screwed. Like you know what I mean? Like that's how that's how everything kind of goes, and and I genuinely think like you know teams have to prepare like. For the for future moves, and I feel like the Bears do a very poor job at that. Right, they never have a plan B, C, or D. It's always just never. plan A. Okay, panic. Well, technically, um, Andy Dalton was a plan B, but it's just kind of like sure. <laughs> you know what sure. I mean. Well, it, it feels like even like okay, the Seahawks said no. Let's throw a dart at a board with a bunch of faces on it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you're right. Yeah, it, it's it's so bad. It's just such an insane situation. It's such a depressing situation and it really just it shows you what this organization is now you know they're comfortable just being you know a run-of-the-mill scrape by organization and then cashing those checks you know they're it shows that that's where they're at that's where they've been for the last couple of years um you know they had that one great season all right hey look let's let's pin our hopes on that hey look what we were you know those guys are still here we could do it oh we didn't again oh okay well, we got into the playoffs. Oh, we got washed. We got dog walked by the Saints. Oh, okay. Well, everyone's still here. We could do it again. You know, it's it's like. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the point. There you go. That what? Okay, that what you just said is exactly the point. This is why it's confusing. Is you can you can argue against this, but the Bears still have a roster in place that is high caliber. It, you know, from a playoff standpoint, from a, a team that can make a run outside of the quarterback position, this is a roster that's high caliber. And I think we can recognize that. I mean, we know the defense has the abilities. Then you look at the offense in the event that they do, in the event Allen Robinson plays or in the event that they end up extending him, those offensive pieces are, are good enough. Maybe slightly below what you'd want them to be, but these are offensive pieces that are good enough. So why – so, you know, this is this is where I get so confused and why I've been so confused the past two, three years is you have the pieces and you've spent money to get the pieces. I mean, they, they've tried to put this roster together – they are ignoring the most important piece. You have to go all in. You have to say, you know what? Are we actually, are we, you know, because here's the thing. You can't, 
You can't spend $108 million in 2018, which is what they did. I think that they actually that year they spent the fourth most amount of money any team has ever spent in free agency. $108 million. You can't do that and not have the quarterback situation figured out. I'd rather have a you know mediocre weapon than spend less money on the outside and have a star quarterback. And I, I know everybody on any team would. So you have to, you have to, you can't go through, you can't keep going through this ideology that, oh, let's let's keep bringing in good defensive pieces. Let's keep bringing in, you know, good weapons and all this. And we'll just we'll just let it fall around you know, our mediocre quarterback and everything's going to fall in place around the mediocre quarterback. No, you get the star quarterback and you let everything fall around the star quarterback. That's the way it has to work. That's the way it has to operate. This isn't going to work. You know, you have the Super Bowl talented roster. You, I wouldn't say necessarily say Super Bowl talented playoff talented roster and the chance to make a run. You have to go all in because then you're wasting money. This team does not have cap room. This team does not have draft capital. You have to decide that you're going to make a run for this thing instead of sit here and bring in Andy Dalton, the guy who's not going to get you more than eight wins. And that's that's where when Jake says, you know, all this, it's like I'm so confused because I don't know. We don't know what the team wants. We don't know what the front office wants. And that's leaving a lot of. Bear well, well, I think that I think I think that's what it says. They don't they don't care. They're fine being in this middle ground purgatory. They're fine just towing yeah. the line of being just good enough, but not taking that extra leap to be above Logical. average or great or better. So, you know, it's it, it's fine. That's how this ownership works. They're they're fine with being fine. And that's infuriating. You're in football purgatory, the worst place to be in all of sports. Um, and, and it's yeah, it sucks. But, you know, Andy Dalton's the guy for now. Record wins right now as the roster stands. Let's assume Allen Robinson plays. Yeah. Um Yeah, well, first of all, before we do that, before we do that real quick, I let's talk about Allen Robinson really fast. Really, really, really quick. Because well, I was, I was this, gonna I was gonna do that after this. Okay, after we'll do that afterwards. So if so Allen Robinson plays let's, let's assume he plays. Eight wins. I can't go um, anymore. I can't. I'm gonna say six. Okay, I was gonna say seven. So there you go. That's, that's, that's typical for us. It's typical. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. <laughs> that's, yeah, all right. That's um, pretty guess, funny. At least we're all in line. Uh, <laughs> uh, at least we're consistent, if nothing else. All right, let's hit Allen Robinson really quick as we're wrapping up. Um, he seems to be very unhappy with the franchise tag. I would, don't blame him. He's a star wide receiver. He's a top whatever you want to say. Definitely top ten, and you know debate with your friends how much higher he is than that. Um, but he, I don't blame him. You know, why go out there and play for this very average team and consider, and you know, he's already had one ACL tear. Why risk that again? You're, you're very, very good. You've seen players hold out on a franchise tag and then get traded. Players get what they want when they hold out on this. It happened with Le'Veon Bell or no, no, he held out and then he got let go. He was able to walk. Uh, didn't Maurice Jones drew do it a long time ago? Like put these players do it. It happens. So I don't blame him. I think he should absolutely, you know, if you got to consider what you got to do, fine. Don't do what's best for this team that has not done right by you. Um, he said in a statement to, I forget who, I think it was Josina Anderson. He said that as far as he knows, they have not had a contract talk. The contract hasn't even been brought up since September, which again, perfectly in line with the Bears. sounds about right. Um, and he's liking all these anti-franchise tag tweets and so on and so forth. I hope he gets paid somewhere. I hope it's here. But if not, you know, best of luck to him. He's a fantastic player. Um, you know, I, I would say as things stand right now, though, I have no idea which way this, this is going to go. 
let me give you all the truth real quick. Okay? Oh, we have breaking um, news. The what? We have breaking news real quick. It's not Bears news, but the Washington. Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel. Yeah. He's a good player. Go. Good uh, back I to. Want... Uh, back Man, to. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Before we switch off from that, I would have loved Curtis Samuel in Chicago. Yeah. I've been Thank a you. huge Curtis Samuel guy. Have you been um, table for Curtis Samuel for a while? Yeah, I, I love Curtis Samuel, and I think him and Terry McLaurin on the same team is scary, man. Two Ohio, two Ohio State guys. Shout out, Kevin. Yes, See, no, no, well, let's talk about this for a second. Washington football team, they have a stud defense. They have a couple ancillary, ancillary pieces around, and they just need someone to just push the needle a little bit farther. Ryan Fitzpatrick, they sign him. They sign Curtis Samuel. They're all in on the playoffs. They know what they yeah. need, and they're addressing it. That's what that's what exactly the Bears should be doing, and they're not. Washington football team taking advantage of their defense. They're probably, you know, they still have a decent draft pick. I think they were a playoff team, so it's a little bit lower. But they have assets. They know what they need, and they're addressing it. That's what teams do when you have one stud asset, and in this case, it's their defense, and they're trying to make the best of it. I respect the hell out of that. Yeah. Respect it too. Yeah. No, perfect. I mean, it, like, man, I, 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 it's the way, it's the way those two are, are kind of like, it's their, their game, both of their games, like Curtis Samuel gets open. He can get open at any time. He's quick. He's fast. And then Terry McLaurin, that says, you know, on a higher scale of getting open, like one of the best route runners in the league, like, these guys are going to be able to produce. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think, is probably good. Like, that situation, I would say, is good enough for them to bring in a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Those percent. Um, all right, just real quick predictions. How do you think the Allen Robinson situation well, is going to shake out? Well, this is what I was going to say. I'll tell people the truth here. There's a, there's a, there's, there's misconception about, about the situation, okay? The misconception is Allen Robinson hates the organization. Allen Robinson hates the city. Allen Robinson hates the Chicago Bears, doesn't want to be here. I can tell you right now that's not the case, okay? I've spoken to his agent on Clubhouse. I've spoken to his agent on Twitter and the DMs and whatnot. His agent, Brandon Parker, his dad represented Alshon Jeffrey, Devin Hester, Cedric Benson, Rex Grossman. Told me they love the city, love the organization, got nothing but love for the team, for the fans, and all that, okay? The problem is, if you're Allen Robinson, put yourself in Allen Robinson's shoes, Okay. It's not about the money for him because at this given moment, the wide receiver market has been very dry. Yes, Curtis Samuel just got signed. I don't, we don't know what the money is yet because this is very breaking news. But at this moment, people are expecting a guy like Kelly, Kenny Galladay, who a lot of people think is on the same level as Allen Robinson, to get around $14 million per year. And this current year under the franchise tag, Allen Robinson's making $18 million. Okay. This is not about the money. Yes, he would like to have the long term deal. But if you are Allen Robinson, all you want is a competent quarterback to be throwing you the football, okay? This is why you see him liking all these tweets. This is why, you know, his agent has talked to me about these sorts of things and about, you know, the quarterback situation because that's all he wants. He wants security at the quarterback position. If they went and got Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson or somebody else who provides them security for the coming years, I guarantee you the Bears would have signed him to a long-term deal because it has to be you, – you, you do have to understand that it's not just Ryan Pace putting a price tag on Allen Robinson and giving him the deal. It's a mutual decision between Ryan Pace and Brandon Parker and Allen Robinson, and they have to decide whether they want to go forward with a team that is going to bring them a quarterback or not. And now he looks at this situation with Andy Dalton, and he says, you know what? You know, you had the chance to bring in a guy or to bring in other people, 
give me security at the position for years to come. I would have accepted your offer, but you brought in another guy who's not even better than Mitchell Trubisky, who's not going to give me anything more. He's not going to, you know, bring take him to what he believes is an elite level, and he thinks, I think, Allen Robbins believes he can be a lot better than he currently is if he had a competent quarterback, and he's not crazy for thinking that. So now... There's no, there, I don't, I don't think there's any way he's going to be on the Chicago Bears if Andy Dalton's the quarterback starting in the fall because he was holding out, waiting for them to get a, you know, a competent quarterback. They didn't do it. They lost their opportunity to do that. That's all he was looking for. I'm sure if Ryan Pace threw him, you know what? I don't know how much is he asking for. Seventy million dollars for like four years, maybe something like that. That's probably a little bit pricey. Um, He's, he wouldn't even accept it. He wouldn't even accept it because of the quarterback situation. And I think that's what people are failing to understand. It's not just about Ryan Pace not giving him the offer. It's about his side and what's going on over with him and his agent about what is best for him as a player, not from a monetary standpoint, not from a, you know, what city do I want to be in standpoint, from a peer playing standpoint and how can you blame him because we know the quarterbacks we played with him he's played with in his career Blake Bortles Mitch Trubisky all these guys who are you know not allowing him to reach his full potential so that that's what this situation is about so I hope that gives some sort of clarity some sort of uh insight or whatever you could say because I think there's a misconception I don't know if you guys agree with this that he just, you know, wants to extradite himself from the city. He wants to just extradite himself from the organization. He's openly said he wants, he, he's okay with returning, but these other factors considered that he's mentioned, the quarterback is that major factor. And I think that's where the difference has been. Um, I, I agree and disagree. I, look, I think Allen Robinson's been, like, vilified pretty much. Um, I, I, like, this, is this, dude, this dude literally... The worst thing he's done is like tweets on Twitter. Like, literally, that, that's it. Like, can we just, just kind of get this out of the way? The worst thing Allen Robinson's done where, uh, while, you know, Bears fans were up in arms about, about, you know, oh, like, why wouldn't he just accept this? Why wouldn't he just accept that? Is The worst thing is that he liked tweets on Twitter. Just let that sink in for a little bit. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I genuinely think the quarterback doesn't matter as long as Allen Robinson got paid what he wanted. Um, I no, and, that's not and, true and, though. That's and, not and, true. I, I don't know, I don't, man. Chris, I, I Chris, I, look, I the Curtis Samuel deal is three years, thirty-four point five million dollars. He's currently getting paid eight million more dollars than Curtis Samuel is. I know he's a better player than Curtis Samuel, but it's not about the money. If it was about the money, he'd content. It, he'd be content taking his eighteen million dollars for twenty twenty-one. It's eighteen. Yeah, but it's, it's but how about the long-term aspect of it? Kevin, I know, I, I know. He's he's, he's going to be playing on a one-year deal. Like that, that part is, is, I I think players in general, I think players in general prefer the security or, you know, they have, that's what they have money. You know, he got paid in his last deal. Yeah. I I think that's what it is. I mean, he wanted like Allen Robinson is going to be 28 next year. Um, I mean, like this is his, I would say this is his payday. Yeah. Like this is it for him. In my opinion, like, not that I think he's going to fall off after this contract. I think he could still be a good good wide receiver. But, I mean, like, this is this is his peak, I think. This is you know the what one. I mean? Like, this yeah. is the one big, yeah. you know, four, three, four-year deal where he's in his prime. Yeah, I agree with that, Chris. Yeah, I, I, I that's what I think it is. Um, but I, I do agree with the fact that, like, I, I mean, if there was a better quarterback in Chicago, I think, I mean, would he be willing to to kind of put that to the side? I think I think that's probably a fair argument but i i don't know man i i i just hope they're able to resolve this this alan robinson thing i don't know 
I don't know exactly how you do that without paying him, though. Like, I don't know what else besides going to get a Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. We just talked about way. how. Yeah. You, you, you really think so? Yeah. That's the only way this is going to get resolved. Again, you're not even if you throw well, four and, years. And granted, money, it's not going to matter. Isn't the deadline to sign the franchise tag not till decently late into the summer anyway? I believe well, no, so. Uh, is it? Yeah, I, think, I don't know. I think, I'm pretty, I'm pre- I think it's June. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it's June or July. So it's March right now. You have time. Who knows? I don't know. It's very depressing. Um, God, the Bears are just... Oh, God. Um, I hope we have something... I, I think we have something... I, I hope we have something more positive to talk about in the coming weeks. I don't know. Whether that's an Allen Robinson extension or some from the clouds trade. I don't know. Um, quick note before we get out of here. Kyle Long, credit to him, coming out of retirement, got that itch again, went to Kansas City, chasing that ring, immediately said when he announced his own retirement that he would not come back to the Bears. Um, so that should say a lot about the current staff, which we've already outlined in this, and not even outlined, ironed out in this uh, in this episode. But, you know, credit to him, Joe going to chase the ring. So, you know, Patrick Mahomes gets a good, gets a good competitor, a fiery competitor. So I respect that. And, uh, yeah, chase that ring bro um i don't know why i went with bro there but it doesn't matter um <laughs> coming up we have some fun announcements coming down the pipe we have some stuff that we are really excited to share with you guys the listeners uh new and old a lot of you have been here since day one we appreciate you guys we appreciate all the new listeners who came on board in the past year or so we appreciate all all the listeners collectively you guys are helping us get to new levels that we are very excited about and that will be coming soon. Announcements on that soon, very soon. And we are very excited to share. We're going to be doing a whole lot of new, exciting stuff. Um, so stay tuned. Turn our tweet notifications on. You don't have to do that, but just check in regularly. I know tweet notifications are annoying. But keep your eyes on our Twitter, on our Instagram, because we got stuff coming soon. Um, but until then, we'll do another episode if anything breaks. We'll do a new episode soon if nothing breaks to, you know, do some hypotheticals, do some, I don't want to call them fun because they'll probably be depressing, but that's what you guys are here for and that you still listen. So you guys must like it on some level. Maybe it's just us. Maybe it's our natural charisma. I don't know. But regardless, we will bring you another episode, whether something breaks or doesn't. Of course, we'll let you know via social media. But as always, thank you guys for listening. For myself, for Kevin, and for Chris. Uh, should I even say? Yeah, you know, whatever. We're doing it. Bear down. Thank you for listening. We'll see Bear. you next time. Bear, Bear down, down, baby. Bear down. Well, come on.